0: Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi. Thanks for joining me for episode 221 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe and I am the spring, springiest creatrix behind kick Witch. Put in the K in Magic and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I hope this is not the first time because you probably just changed the channel. <laughs> Uh, spring has sprung it's so pretty i also have a free ebook by that name hippie witch peace love and all that good shit and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on blog talk radio and yes the spring has sprung and i just went to itunes and looked at my reviews, because I do that sometimes, and holy smokes, thank you so much, thank you, thank you to those of you who took the time to leave me, I don't know, however many reviews since the last time I looked, I totally appreciate it, you are very, very sweet, the things that you said were so nice, I'm trying not to name names, because, uh, I don't always thank you guys. Like, I thank you guys in batches, and I don't want to leave anybody out. (laughs) I used to name names, or I would read them, um, but that started feeling sort of narcissistic. Like, listen to how fabulous I am. Um, So, just a general thank you for those of you who take the time to do that. It helps the show find new listeners, and it just puts me in a spring, springy mood. (laughs) I get very... It's very encouraging and exciting, so thank you for taking the time to do that. Now let's talk about God. <laughs> really, no, really, that's the theme for April here on uh, Hippie Witch and all things Kick-Ass Witch. For the month of April, I am going to be talking about God. 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 What is God. And I am not talking about this from the perspective of, let me tell you what God is. Or even, let me tell you how to find God. Or even, is God real? Yes, He's real. I don't know. So, this is going to be a rambly, wild month of exploring the concept of God, the feeling of God. And when I say God, I mean all the different words that we use for God. That mysterious creative force that runs through, if not all things, at least us. <clears throat> I would say all things. Uh, I did last month on Patreon, I made a video for uh, a patron, a patron, a patron on Patreon asked me a question. And instead of answering her question in the comments section, I decided to make a video about it. Um, Because it was really, in my opinion, about spiritual abuse, which is something I don't think we talk about often enough. And I kind of got on a roll with that, and uh, I was thinking, like, I am nowhere near done talking about this. Um, so at some point this month, I'm actually going to talk about just straight up spiritual abuse, um... But I'm taking one little piece out of that to talk about today. The piece that stood out the most to me beyond the spiritual abuse was um, the comment that she left after I posted that video answer um, is really what inspired today's show. And um, because I mentioned something in the video about seeing the world through holographic lenses, like putting on holographic sunglasses and seeing God through that, and she said something to the effect of like, I want to see the world through holographic graphic lenses. So I was like, yeah, let's talk about that. So that's what we're going to talk about here today, which is seeing God, source, the universe, the force, Yahweh, Allah, who else is there? Goddess. Seeing goddess through many points of view. And I suspect in a way that is probably truer to form. <clears throat> at least in a way that feels truer to me. God is beyond, in my opinion, our human capacity to understand. And keep in mind, this entire episode is just my opinion, and you are more than welcome to disagree with me. You probably do, because I, I think we all see God in a different way. Uh so, to me, it feels truer to form. I think that God is beyond our human capacity to understand. Like, God is bigger. It's just a concept that is just very difficult for us to wrap our brains around. And so, we tend to, as humans, anthropomorphize it in our in our image. So, instead of, you know, God created man in his image. I believe that man created God in his image. And that that is not sacrilegious. Maybe it's sacrilegious. That is not um, evil. (laughs) That is not bad. That's just our attempt to understand God. It gave us like something to hold on to, something to understand, and brought us a little bit closer. Sorry, I keep clearing my throat. I went from having crazy head colds to spring allergies, (laughs) so as much as I'm like belting spring is sprung from the top of my lungs, I'm also clearing my throat and sneezing, so bear with, please. Um, So we anthropomorph God in our image, making it a him or a her, Uh, an old man, a sexy goddess, a crone a young buck, a bird, or all of the above. So that really depends on our perspective. And I was using glasses as an analogy for your perspective. So the new age, all is one perspective might be seeing God through rose-colored glasses. The Jewish point of view might be a purple lens, Christian might be blue, Muslim might be green, and everyone seems to think their lenses are crystal clear and that they, and they alone, their religion is seeing the one true truth and that everyone else is either crazy, evil, or just plain wrong and needs to be saved, Uh, but just plain wrong about what they see. When actually, what they see is the same exact thing, just through a different lens. It's just as valid, it's just as right, and it's just as wrong. Are you with me here? (laughs) They're just wearing a different pair of glasses. Pagans, in general, and in my experience, seem to be looking through plaid lenses, which to me feels a little bit closer to the truth than straight-up monotheism. It feels more holographic. And, uh, you know, pagans with their pantheons or um, witchy people, it's like, Oh, what pantheon do you work with? Or I don't even work with a pantheon. I work from this goddess, from this culture, this many thousands of years ago. And then I work with this pop star that I just really like and resonate with. And then I work with this god from this culture this many hundred years ago. And they all work together. Uh, And that's valid too. And I think that that feels to me Again, just my opinion. A little bit closer to the truth. Probably not the truth, because like I said, I don't think our human minds even have the capacity to completely and fully grasp the creative force that created all things and flows through all things. It's a little bit beyond us. We can try, and we keep trying, because it's fun to do. It's interesting. It's fun until it's not fun. It's fun until you get into fire and brimstone. Then... The fun ends. <laughs> um, and religion, weaponized religion, is an amazing way to control people and to keep them in line with what you desire. So I want all the money and you all can can uh, have a little tiny bit of food to keep working for me and then giving me all the reward. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> Perfect. Let's call it a religion. Uh I might be a little bit cynical about religion in case you can't tell. (laughs) So holographic lenses. Let's go back to something more fun. The oh-so-official Google definition of a hologram is this. A hologram is a three-dimensional image formed by the interface of light beams from a laser or other coherent light source. Wah, wah, wah. That is not very sexy or interesting. <laughs> I can feel your eyes glowing, glazing over now. A coherent light source. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so let me read to you something much more groovy and dynamic. Uh, scroll, 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 scroll. Scroll, scroll, looking for the groovy and dynamic. Okay. Um, so this is from the science section of howstuffworks.com. Uh so <laughs> this woman, Tracy Wilson, don't know Tracy, but she wrote this thing. Uh, the woman who wrote this article was talking about how the hologram on your driver's license. And credit cards, that little square or rectangle hologram, Um, it's not that impressive. It's not a good representation of what a true hologram is. Uh, And that's what, just to protect your identity or whatever. Um, But that gives you kind of a basic idea. If you have no idea what a hologram is, you know, you move it around and you can see different colors and perspectives. It kind of moves a little bit. Um, I'm talking about that little sticker, that little weird broken up rainbow sticker on your driver's license. Bust out your driver's license if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so she talks about how, uh, where am I here? Um, that's just not that impressive. But that proper large-scale holograms illuminated with lasers or displayed in a darkened room with carefully directed lighting, how they are awesome. And they are they are cool, awesome, super groovy, incredible holograms. So this is what she says. She says, they are two-dimensional surfaces that show absolutely precise 3-dimensional images of real objects. You don't even have to wear special glasses or look through a viewmaster to see the images in 3D. If you look at these holograms from different angles, you see objects from different perspectives, just like you would if you were looking at a real object. Some holograms even appear to move as you walk past them and look at them from different angles. Others change colors or include views of completely different objects depending on how you look at them. Holograms have other surprising traits as well. Still reading here. Um, If you cut one in half, each half contains whole views of the entire holographic image. The same is true if you cut out a small piece. Even a tiny fragment will still contain the whole picture. She goes on to say that on top of that, if you, this is just a cool aside that I had to include. Um, On top of that, if you make a hologram of a magnifying glass, the holographic version will magnify the other objects in the hologram, just like a real one, which is really just so mind-glowingly, blowingly cool. (laughs) I love that. That's so neat. I want to see a magnifying glass hologram. Um, It makes me want to go to like, a funky art exhibit and like walk around a laser hologram. I just think that's so neat. And there's so much to say there about God, about this perspective of God as being our view of God as being holographic. So they change depending on your perspective, a hologram. And I think that God does too. But then I love the idea that like even when you break it down into little tiny pieces, you're still seeing the whole which is, I think, what happens when you start studying religion, as I have, and I know so many of you have, or not even studying it, but you just go through phases that, like, drive your family crazy. You're like, you're a Buddhist now? What, you're a Hindu now? You're Hindi? Like, what is going on? Now <laughs> Now you're Hare Krishna? And you're, like, trying on all these religions, trying to get to the truth. If you do that enough times, you get to a point where you can actually see a thread that runs through all of them, you know, like something about love, probably. Or for you, it might be all is one. I don't know. If, I don't know, but I've noticed that there are certain things that feel true in each religion, and that those things that feel true run throughout them all. And to me, that feels very holographic. Um. So I just think a hologram is it maybe just from a pantheist perspective a, an awesome appropriate metaphor for god because it in, involves light and illusion um and then again like i said that belief that many people ascribe to that all is one i really um a metaphor i've used here before and that resonates with me and if somebody asks me what I think God is, I, I I often like whip this metaphor out. I think of a diamond, like a, a a multifaceted diamond that is, you know, so huge that you can only see like one facet at a time. You know, one little tiny piece of it. And we're all like, ooh, oh, it's so beautiful, the light, the beauty. But we're only seeing like one facet of of it, and then someone on the other side of the world is looking at it from another facet, and it, we're all looking at the same diamond, but we're seeing we're seeing slightly different things. But depending on how we're looking at it, um, I am currently reading Sacred Space by Denise Lynn, which is awesome. I hope I have it up here to pull up for you, um, because I highlighted a little piece. It's on it's on Kindle. It's on my laptop, but I'm reading reading it Kindle style. Uh, but she talked about. Kind of the same perspective, but as like a disco ball or a mirror ball is what I think she calls it. Let me see. Where are you at, Denise Lynn? Hold on. Kindle Cloud Reader. Here we go. So this is what she says. I love that book, by the way, Sacred Space. I've read other books of hers, and I already know that I will enjoy just about anything she does. So I'm I'm deep in feng shui house decluttering mode again and so i'm I'm like all the things that have to do with that i need to put them in my head so i'm reading sacred space finally and it's awesome um so in sacred space this is what she says uh, about what we're talking about here today she says imagine that spirit with a capital s imagine that spirit can be likened to a giant luminous mirror ball in the heavens shafts of light radiate in all directions from the mirror ball's individual mirrors, creating reflections throughout time and space. Now imagine that each person on Earth identifies with an individual reflection to the extent that they feel that they are that reflection. They look around and see other reflections, but of course all the reflections seem separated by time and space. However, if those individuals were to expand their perception, they would eventually recognize that all reflections emanate from the same source. This is where she loses me, and I'm going to explain that. Um, (laughs) And then she goes on to say, We are truly one, capital O, one. We are truly one. We are not separate. We are the reflection, and we are the source of our reflection. We are one. So that's the one piece that rubs me the wrong way. (laughs) The all-is-one concept. I love me some Denise Denise Lynn, which is why I'm reading Sacred Space. She's amazing. Um, And many of the thought leaders and spiritual authors that I admire, they share this belief. That all is one. And I suspect many of you listening do too. It's a common belief in the New Age community and in other communities. It's, it's a very common thing to believe. Uh, it's something I've been on the fence about for a long time. It's something I think it's something I have felt for years that I should believe. I should believe this. But I don't believe it. But I should. I'm not evolved if I don't believe it. I'm not cool if I don't believe it. I'm not, I'm going to lose my new age badge if I don't believe it. <laughs> um, and the reason, the, the main reason I wanted to talk about God this month is because I've made some decisions about that recently. About God, uh, about how I choose to present my ideas about God. Um, one I mentioned already in my interview with Joey Morris here that I did, I don't know, however, many weeks back. A couple weeks back. Uh, when at the top of that interview, I I publicly declare that I am not going to say something that I used to say all the time. I'm not going to say it anymore, which is that I am not a goddessy witch. I used to identify myself that way and I used to say it a lot. I'm not a goddessy witch. Um, I'm not going to say that anymore because those days are over. You won't hear me make that claim again because it's no longer true for me. Which is awesome. You know, a spiritual path walked with sincerity is going to change your mind. It's going to change you. And um, so that's, how many times have I said awesome during this interview? I'm just in that mood of like, everything is awesome. You have to forgive me. I'm going to say awesome a lot today. I didn't know why. And I keep breaking into song. That's a sign that I'm in a very good mood and that everything is indeed very awesome. <laughs> But anyway, a spiritual path is going to change you. And so that evolution will be revealed in a lack of consistency on your podcast. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I change. I don't like to go back and listen to old episodes because I don't always agree with myself. Um, And then bearing that in mind, what I'm about to say might very well change. It could totally change. Uh, this is not the end-all-be-all truth for me, but it's what feels true to me. And I feel the need to stand up for this particular belief right now. Because uh, I don't think it gets a lot of air time. And I'm going to give it some air time and officially declare that all is not one. <laughs> all is not one. Go on, throw stones. <laughs> throw them. You can't get me. This is a radio show. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't I don't. I don't Actually, know if all is not one but what I do know is how I feel and what feels true for me is that all is not one that's how I feel right now that's how I've always felt actually um I didn't always want to say it because it made me feel bad because of the shoulds I was shooting all over myself I should believe that all is one but I don't and so I feel shame about that or I don't want other people to know so I'm, I'm just outing myself I do not believe that all is one what feels true for me is that I am a sovereign being. I am on my own personal soul's journey. And that feels good. And that feels true. And my life feels, you know, chock full of evidence of that. <laughs> so, yeah. When I really contemplate all is one, every fiber of my being, or I, maybe I should say every fiber of my ego, You can look at it that way. I know some of you are. Um, Every fiber of my ego shouts, no, no. It feels almost nihilistic to me. Like, I came from this great cosmic soup, and to it I shall return, leaving my personality behind in this lesser-evolved, less-spiritual 3D dimension. So, Joanna DeVoe, as I know her, will no longer exist, and I will blissfully become part of this cosmic soup. I don't like that. I just don't like it. Um, It reminds me, weirdly enough, it reminds me both of atheism and Christianity at the same time. Um, Atheism, because of that whole, you know, you're just worm food when this is over, man, so don't get it twisted. Yikes, No don't love that and then Christianity because and I'm not making fun of atheists because I totally get that perspective too <laughs> I'm just saying I don't love the idea that I'm just worm food when I die and it doesn't even feel true to me um I've always felt eternal I've always felt like some there's I'm gonna go on after this life that and I'm saying feelings on purpose because I don't know that's just how I feel about it um and then Christianity, it reminds me of Christianity because when I really feel into it, all is one starts to, it starts to feel like monotheism in disguise. Like there is only one God and there is no you. I have shared this before, but um, I think it might bear repeating in the in this context here today that uh, just a little trip down memory lane, but... Uh, one of the most distasteful messages that I received growing up in the particular brand of Christianity I grew up in, it, it struck me as a complete horror. Like, I was mortified by this, and I vividly remember the moment that my mother shared this with me and basically shattered my image of heaven, um, which used to be before that moment, you know, my image of heaven was we're all going to meet up with our loved ones and, and we're all going to be happy and everyone gets to have their own mansion filled with all the things they love forever and ever and ever. Amen. She shattered that dream with perhaps I, she thought I was of age to handle this or something, but she was like, actually, heaven is just going to be us praising and worshiping God forever and ever and ever, amen. And I was like, amen, hell no. <laughs> I did not like that. Like, what do you mean? We're just going to be like, praising and worshiping God forever. Like, we're not going to swim. We're not going to eat. We're not going to hang out with our friends. We're not going to play. We're like, what are you talking about, lady? Like, I, did, I just hated the idea of that. Um, and again, perhaps that was my ego. I don't know. <laughs> I over-identify with my ego. I'm not evolved enough to, to connect with the reality and the deep truth that all is one. And um that's am I being I don't know. I'm in such a good mood. I'm not really in touch with if I'm how offensive I'm being. Here. <laughs> Ah. Uh, oh, where was I? Like I get see that was me thinking like are they judging me? Am I upsetting them? I don't know. I don't know. You can tell me. Um That's uh, that's kind of what this pantheistic, you know, I say I'm a pantheist and uh, uh what I understand of pantheism is that all is one is kind of at the heart of it, that, like, spirit runs through all things. That feels true. I like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, everything... I, I, I Can I differentiate between we're all connected... I believe that, but not all is one. So we're all connected maybe like in a spider web sense. Like I wiggle this little thread and you might feel it. (laughs) But I don't know that that means that we're all one, but maybe we're just all sitting on the same web. Um, So see, it starts to get kind of tricky when I get into the details like this, but I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, So pantheism is, you know, like everything is infused with spirit, um, but ultimately, all is one and i and I don't like that when I start imagining like life after death. I don't want to be a drop of cosmic soup. I am Joanna, God damn it, <laughs> and of course, these are all just like intellectual ideas and my clumsy head casey attempt to get closer to the truth uh just this existential contemplation that i don't know maybe it's navel gazing um i like to gaze at my navel um but what do you think about god what feels true for you i i sincerely want to know and i you're more than welcome to disagree with me and and has your idea of god changed or evolved over the years that would be really interesting to know too there's not a comment section here so buzz me on twitter or facebook um Instagram, those are like social media places you can find me. Uh, and let me know. I would just, I would just like to know, out of curiosity. Um, in recent years, I have started to sense my identification with pantheism slipping into like straight up animism—the belief that everything has its own individual soul and sentience uh which harkens all the way back to something i actually felt as a small child like beneath the christianity i was raised in like i actually it really was a stuffed animal thing <laughs> but like uh i thought they had their own like soul you know um so i'm actually going to make a separate podcast or video about that at some point this month probably on patreon Because I feel like I can get a little bit funkier and freer there. Um, And that subject, it just deserves its own conversation. Because I don't want to muddy this all up and getting into like pantheism versus uh, animism. (laughs) Um, Or can they work together? I don't know. That's a question I have that I don't have answers to yet. Um, but having said that, a metaphor that I like, another metaphor, how many are there? The web, the disco, mirror ball, the diamond, sunglasses. <laughs> Let's throw another one into the mix. A metaphor that I like uh, and that maybe kind of sort of starts to build a bridge between the concepts of pantheism and animism for me is thinking of us each as individual cells in the body of the universe so the health of each cell affects the whole and like one rogue cell can wreak havoc like cancer in the whole or at least the surrounding area so if you think about i like that analogy especially when i think about like um food and taking care of my body, sometimes I think like, ooh, I am the god of this universe and (laughs) all of these little cells that make up me and all the little critters living inside of me, they depend on me for like the food that I'm going to provide for them and and they will do of it what they will. And if they don't like it, there's going to be a food fight, you know, and um, I don't know, it it helps me make better choices to think like that far (laughs) outside the box but I like that analogy that metaphor too in terms of thinking about God um and sometimes that feels right to me like we're each cells in one body that is the universe it's like this cosmic body that we're each individual cells like each individual cell can die or change or grow it has its own uh defense mechanisms and its own you know way of taking in fuel uh but it's part of this whole i've got a post-it note sitting here of things i want to talk about regarding the theme of god this month um and believe me i could talk about this forever that's why i just cut myself off because i was about to go on another tangent (laughs) But I have a feeling that if I talk this way, like, all month long, like, I will bore the pants off of you eventually, because who wants to sit listening to someone spiritually wrestle with themselves um, week after week? So, I guess I should probably have some guests on the show uh, do some interviews to get a broader perspective on this subject, but I have yet to send out interview requests. I haven't even done that. Um... And I don't even know where to begin. I have a couple people in mind. I'll do do some digging and see what I can come up with. See if I can get at least one interview going here um, for April. Um, And I guess I better get moving on that. (laughs) Because it's April. It's April 3rd today. (laughs) Is it April 3rd? It is April 4th today. (laughs) Yeah, I need to get a move on. Uh, So, until we meet again... Let me know what you think about God. Has your opinion of God changed or evolved over time? What do you think? What do you think that whole creative, mysterious force that flows through all things, what is it? Let me know on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. I'm Joanna DeVoe everywhere you go. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace